0: hello and welcome to girls that invest today's monday which means we're bringing you sticky money mondays a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in whether your ex owes you money your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk we are here to give you our unsolicited unfiltered advice You are joined today by Retired Nice Sim, and with me is expert, mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you wanna hear, let's get started. Sonia, this is probably hands down the most stickiest money situation that I have personally come across in my last 25 or almost 26 years of life. Are you ready for today's episode? Yes, I am. That's very dramatic. It is dramatic, but also that is just me as a human being. Okay. If we do not bring <laughs> drama, like what is the point of life? Do you know what I mean? And it's just monotone and emails and office supplies. And it's just it's not fun.
1: Okay, let's get into the situation. What's this dramatic story? Dear Simon Sonya? Sonia. My mum wants money for
0: weight loss surgery, but most of my money is invested in shares. What do I do? She's 50, suffers from health issues like arthritis, obesity, etc. And her health conditions come mainly from her obesity. Surgery will cost $30,000, but it will save her life. She can't work at the moment because of her health, and this surgery will allow her to return to work she has been on the benefit all year which is a government scheme to help our vulnerable populations and if it weren't for her owning her house outright she wouldn't have had enough money to live she doesn't have much money due to not working so i often help her with money she only has two kids and we are culturally expected to take care of our parents and our elders I feel obliged to give her money, especially because she knows I have some. I have around $30,000, $10,000 in a business account and $20,000 across shares in KiwiSaver. So one's a personal investment fund and one is a retirement fund. Do I withdraw money from my stocks, which are currently at a loss right now in order to help? What do I do? Please help
1: wow, that is a sticky situation. I get your intro to the story.
0: I told you it was sticky.
1: I just want to reiterate that I don't read these before we do these episodes. So you are getting my raw, honest opinion in terms of what I would do. And I feel like Apologies if I sound like a broken record or if we sound like broken records, but there are a lot of layers to unpack. I think with a lot of these situations, it's not black and white. It's not a clear cut answer that we're like, this is what you need to do. At the end of the day, you are making these decisions. You know your situation best and hopefully we can provide some paths or some options that you couldn't see before. With that being said, let's start in terms of the health issues side of things if it is that detrimental i think it's worth having a conversation with a surgeon a healthcare provider your doctor to see how these can be covered either through the public system in new zealand or the private system in new zealand if you do have private health insurance with health insurance, I guess like the rule of thumb that you can think of is if it's relating to cosmetics, if it's weight loss surgery, but it's not actually to a point where it is detrimental, where it is affecting your health, where, you know, the public system isn't going to operate on you. That's different. I think if you go to your surgeon and your doctor and you kind of try to figure out how you can finance things if you do have insurance and how the public system can help. Now, mind you, they're going to be honest. If you have a healthcare provider, you can also call them up directly and see what they say because I know in some situation like gastric sleeves, like they can be covered through health insurance. But the key is to making sure that you're under the right policy, asking the claims department if you are covered and getting, you know, GP, doctor, surgeon, all of those notes. If the public system cannot help you, if the private system cannot help you, you can still go to your surgeon and see what the financing options are because often if it is something like 30k 40k 50k surgeries most people aren't going to have the means to give that money outright, unless they've saved for years, you know, like they're not going to have that money outright. And you'll be surprised at how many healthcare facilities and practitioners can offer certain solutions in terms of, can I pay this off in parts? I think with that, again, you just have to evaluate, is there interest? Like what are the cons of doing that? Because there's going to be pros and cons to whatever you decide to do. That's the first thing that I would tackle. Instead of just jumping into, I either pay this or I don't pay it, you know, because I think there's definitely ways to look into how we can cut the costs through our healthcare systems in New Zealand.
0: I think just diving deeper into this as well, it speaks to a more like nuanced idea that... As people of color, and as this person has mentioned, culturally, we're expected to take care of our parents. So someone might be listening into this and going, oh, this is so black and white. Like, you don't owe your parents anything. Parents kick us out at 18, and therefore, like, we're financially independent, and so are they. And their money is their money, and my money is my money. Growing up in a culture that is slightly different to that, we do take care of our parents and it's not like explicitly said it's not like hey Simran like we sat you down and we've raised you we've taken care of you so when we're older you take care of us it's like when your parents ask you kind of go oh like this is their time to say I've done so much for you but now like I need help and there is a lot of feelings of guilt associated with that maybe even feelings of unfairness or not being sure and having that flip switch where you've grown up spending your whole life being the child and now you feel like you have to be the protector or the caretaker and that's really hard to go through especially if this is the first time and it sounds like in this instance this is the first time she's asked for something as large as this and as Sonia said It is very unusual for anyone of any financial standing to be like, oh, you need $30,000 for surgery. Here you go. I just have it in cash. Like that is a huge expectation. And yet we do get kind of taught that, you know, if your parents
1: ask, you do hand it over. Mm. That was the second layer that I wanted to unpack. Culture and money, like you have no idea how much culture impacts your experience with money, your money mindset, how you grew up, what your plans and goals are for the future and how we, I feel like me and you are incorporating like our parents into our future goals and how we can take care of them, not even financially, it's just how you take care of them. And it is not an easy decision. There are people that throw themselves into debt and put their names on large loans and do Things that honestly sabotage their credit score or their experience with money or their financial situation for their parents, for their older siblings. And it's just hard. Like, that is like five therapy sessions to unpack, you know, like how you are and what you should do and the guilt associated with it. And it doesn't go away. You mentioned that you have a sibling. Is it you just forking out the 30K or can your sibling help? Honestly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's like 15K each. <laughs> I have a question. In this situation, would you do it? Like where you are right now, let's not assume like it's down the track right now. Would you give that money? Absolutely. I'll be honest, I would too. But I think I'm speaking from a place where I do have a little bit more extra cash at hand where like it wouldn't be $30,000 being pulled from my investments or My KiwiSaver, it would be, I guess, cash, and therefore it makes it easier. I guess my next question for you is if it was just money that was in your shares and your KiwiSaver and you had no cash, would you do it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think there's more hesitation with that. There is more hesitation. I think at the end of the day, even if I write a pros and cons list, if it was my parents, I would do it. And those are things that I'm unlearning. So in terms of even if it affects me, I'm not really... Thinking about myself, like I feel like I'll be okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even if I had to pull from chairs, had to pull from retirement, it's so bad. Like when I'm giving money, I'm not thinking of me, which is again something that I'm unlearning because you need to prioritize yourself and you only help others better and help others like more when you're okay too. So there is more hesitation in doing that, but I think I would do it. I just want to be very clear here that is not to say that this person should do that.
0: Because no. this person, one, does not have a lot of money to begin with. And two, all of her money is in shares in is her yeah. business and is in her Kiwi Saver. This is a great episode, I guess, because Sonia comes from health insurance and I come from healthcare prior to this. So these are like all the topics that we do love to talk about. And I wanna say one thing. I know that this person is living in New Zealand because I said Kiwi Saver. And I know that in New Zealand we do have a public healthcare system. And if you're mother goes through her GP and asks if she is eligible, she can either be, if she meets a criteria, gone, put through, or put on a wait list. The wait lists are often quite long, five to six months at times, but if she's not eligible, then they will say to her, here's the private clinics, which is I think what she went and did because that's where she got the $30,000 from. But with private clinics in themselves, they say that you can use, because weight loss surgery is quite important, you can use your own KiwiSaver. So if your mother was someone that was working in the past, she will have a KiwiSaver fund set up. And I think it's worth asking her, hey, this is your retirement versus your healthcare surgery. Would you like to pull out of that rather than asking your child to pull out of that because you can use your retirement funds to help with surgery that is life-threatening and this isn't like some silly surgery that's to like look good mm-hmm. it's not like a cosmetic thing where it's like oh my god no don't pull out this is what kiwi is here for for instances where you need money quickly whether it be for a long-term health condition or to retire you could also have this conversation in your own head of Would I rather my mum pay for her own weight loss surgery, but I help her with retirement for the rest of her life because she won't be able to and I'll, you know, let her stay at my home rent free or she's got her own home. I'll, you know, help with her groceries and things like that. Utility bills. Is that a better way of me doing things? Because as she gets older, my income will increase and I'll be able to afford that better. Or do I chip in a small portion of $10,000, $5,000 so that I don't feel guilty and that she's appreciative that, you know, I do take her condition seriously because it
1: sounds like it's really affecting her in, you know, a numerous amount of ways. I really like that because I think people often forget that KiwiSaver is not just for retirement. It can be for your first home. It can be when you're in financial hardship and it can be for cases like this, right? So that's a really good reminder. I also like that the option of contributing a small amount can help you with the guilt portion of things because you are giving her money it's not going to be the same magnitude of loss than giving her the 30k or 40k like outright you know so you're still helping and hopefully you know you're having a conversation with your sibling if they're able to help then that will help both of you in terms of contributing as well just a tough situation to be in I think in most situations of acute care because that's what the public health system is for if it is life-threatening if it is an emergency if it is an accident or an injury if it's acute care that's what the public system is for so hopefully the wait list if you do get put on one and you are eligible for that and your doctor says that you are hopefully it's not too long I guess because it's a chronic condition as opposed to acute condition
0: it like means that they do push these things out. Like in New Zealand, as much as I love our public healthcare system, people that are almost legally blind still aren't eligible for cataract surgeries because there's just so many people that need it. So I get if this is a case of like, oh, she can't make the wait list, that's different. But if she can make the wait list and it's, you know, six months to a year, I don't know. I guess you've got to weigh up. Do I need it right now? Can I wait that
1: time frame? Mm. Is there things that she could Mm. do while waiting that would help as well?
0: And just a disclaimer, we're not saying go out and run. We're saying like other things. Oh, this is so tricky. I think if I was in your shoes, I would have a conversation with Mum and go, look, I want to help. I want to help you by finding what options we can do. I'm going to help you with my time and I'm going to help you see if we can use your Kiwi Saver. I want to help you by going with you to the GP and asking, hey, what are Mum's options Can she go through the public system, pushing a little bit harder if they're unsure about it? Because honestly, a little bit of a push goes a long way. And then if it is, nope, it's just privately funded. I would then see what is an amount of money that I want to contribute because I absolutely want to contribute, but to ask me for I guess this person's almost entire net worth, $30,000, and I know they're a little bit young, is too much to ask for. And I think it's worth saying, well, I can contribute 5000 I can contribute 10000 that's a third, or even just 2000 if that's all you're comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to feel like you weren't there for your family when family ties are so deeply instilled into us.
1: What would you do? I would do the same. I would also... I don't know what your culture is, but in our culture, like even if I have like an uncle that's sick or like an auntie that's sick, you kind of it's community. You go to your village for help. Even if you can go beyond just yourself and your sibling to see how other family members can help, if that is the cultural norm and that's what you guys do anyway, you've done that in the past for other family members. I don't see why You can't reach out and kind of entertain that as a path. It's not ideal. Like no one wants to do that. Everyone else has their own lives and what they want. And then you have guilt for taking their money. It's not ideal. But I think if you've exhausted all of those other options and it's still looking like it's going to be your family that needs to fork out that money, why not ask the village for help?
0: I love that. Why not ask the village for help? And I mean, I hope it never happens. But if and when we end up in those financial hardships, those village members the village people will be there for you too
1: yeah i think that's what being a part of a community is and why our culture is the way that it is there's toxic parts of it problematic parts of it but there are also some good things and some good sides to it so yeah
0: That's a great place to wrap it up, Sonia. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And as always, let us know what happens. If you want me to send you some resources, I will put them through if you just want to email us again. Thank you so much for sharing such a vulnerable Conversation and hopefully we've done it some justice. Now, if you also have a sticky money situation that you need help with, send us a DM, email us at hello at, girls at invest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode. Until next time,
1: Sonia. Until next time, Sim. Bye. Bye.